The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. And for those listening at the beginning of 2017, a very, very happy new year to you. I'm delighted today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Keep Stepping in the midst of challenge and change with uh, my guest today, uh, Joy Marsden. And I'm sure even without a crystal ball, um, I can tell you this, Joy could tell you this, and I'm sure you could say, tell yourself this, at some point in both your professional and your personal life, you'll be faced with change and challenge. Um, that is without a doubt. But how we navigate through these is essential to whether we sink, we just keep on moseying through life, or we fly on to great heights. Uh, 2016 was a really fascinating year. We had Brexit over here, um, Donald Trump, all those sorts of things. Lots of change in, in the external world. Um, but let's bring it this today down to us and think about um, you know, our lives and about how we move forward in this ever-changing world and make great progress. Now, my guest today, Joy Marsden, she knows all about this and is someone whose potential for success just shone through when I first met her about five years ago. I just knew there was something very special in there. I'm delighted that through, um, over this time, I've seen her um, sort of grow and become one of the most successful speakers that I know. Uh, Having seen her speak many times, I can assure you she is an absolute bundle of energy, humor, great stories, practical tips, Jamaican sunshine and melody. Um, she's also up for a laugh sometimes. Uh, one of my favorite moments with Joy was when we did a rendition of Deep Purple Smoke on the Water with Joy on vocals, uh, myself um, on guitar with a backing track at a colleague's leaving event. And I-, I was completely stunned at how ecstatic the audience was. It was a night I'll never forget. And if I can't think of a more ideal person to kick off our show today, early in uh, New Year 2017. So let's find out more about why Joy Marsden says we need to keep stepping and how through doing just this, she's had such great success and helped many others achieve it too. Joy has over 20 years business experience in technical textile design, marketing, customer service and area sales management, working with blue chip companies like Marks & Spencers, Mars, Next, PLC and Avon Cosmetics. Today, without a doubt, she's an influential change advocate who works internationally in both the public and private sectors with leaders, managers and their teams, using her uniquely designed Keeping Stepping, Keep Stepping program, which focuses on key principles that must be mastered when we're going through challenge and change. So a huge welcome today to Joy Marston. Oh, hi, Chris. What a great introduction. Thank you very, very much. I, too, can remember our rendition of Smoke on the Water. It was a highlight. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time for many years I've taken my guitar out of the closet. Oh, 
<laughs> it was great fun. Um, so, Joy, tell us about tell us a bit about your life and and what life was like for you uh, growing up. Well, um, it was interesting, really. I, I I lived in a my parents. Uh, I'm based here in the UK. For those that are li- listening around the world, and my parents came to England in the sixties, and it was in the sixties um, just before the Martin Luther King speech. So they they were in for a little bit of a tough ride. Uh, And for those who who don't know me, can't see me, uh, I am Jamaican um, by birth, as were my parents. Um, And both my parents had a trade of their own. uh, But but coming over here, they kind of lost quite a bit of their their dignity, the the type, the person, the people they were, and and, and they struggled. It It was a lot tougher than than they thought it would be and the result of that meant that over time the the situation at home became more and more volatile um so just to just to cut a long story short my my father was um uh, an alcoholic sort of shouty very up and down uh, and my mother was depressive so at a very early age i i, I took on the running of the home. I, I did a lot of the the cooking, a lot of the the um, the, the preparing preparing meals and and the the, the work around the house. Um, so from a very early age, I had to kind of look after myself and my my brothers too. And and because I was the girl in the family, I, it was an expectation. It wasn't a it wasn't something I I um, thought. It wasn't something I. I could choose it was just expected of me uh, and it was it was it, it meant for a really really strange life kind of going to school and trying to fit all of that in so I felt pressured you know just as, as a child and the expectation for my life was that you will look after us um, as as a member of this family that was that was the expectation and um, the expectation is that I would amount to nothing um, and that I was there for them and you know, I believed that, uh, and I didn't. I didn't kick against it because that wasn't my nature. Um, I was a good girl. I, I respected my father and my mother, and you know, even today, I have a huge amount of respect for them because they brought me into the world, and they were my parents. So, in a sense, I still still honour them. But life was tough, um, and from there. Um, things have just kind of grown and changed for me. And I think what I learned during that time was that I learned to face challenges and keep on taking action and keep stepping. And I think, Chris, that's where this model that I've developed and the book that I've written, I think that's where it comes from. Was there a, you know, was there a, a sort of turning point for you? You know, that's a huge amount of responsibility for you know, for a child to be, Looking not you know only after their own interests, but um, when they're usually be being cared for, you know, caring for others. And you said you you know you believed that it was your duty to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a, a point where you know your mind made the switch and realised that actually you needed to look after joy and your own interests? Do you know I I, I can't really identify a specific point. But I can identify several very tiny little moments where things happened 
where I never thought they would. For instance, I, I, I love to sing. Um, I, I've always loved to sing. And I remember being asked to be part of the choir at school. And, and for, for months and months, my parents wouldn't allow me to stay after school to, to be part of the choir, to rehearse with the choir. Um, and I, I, was, I, I so wanted it. But, but for them, if I, if I wasn't at home, then I couldn't cook the meal and, and the meal wasn't prepared for the family. So there were kind of responsibilities at home that I had. And my, my teacher, the, the, the music teacher, she, she, she not only um, rang home and <clears throat> not got an answer, she actually wrote a letter to my mother basically saying, why can't she be part of the, the choir? And there was no answer. Um, my mother didn't have an answer for that. So she allowed me to be part of the choir. And, you know, as part of the choir, I had a measure of success. And that was the first kind of instance. When I say measure of success, I found something I could do and I found something that I loved and I found something that I was good at. And I think for me, that kind of opened up a, a bit more of the world because I realized I wasn't totally rubbish. <laughs> um, and, and through my life, little things like that have happened where I found something else that I can do, can do and, and I've really enjoyed it and I've began to excel at it. And, and I think as we go through life and, and we keep taking action, we, we, tend to, we start to find those things that we can do, but we must take action in order to be able to do that. That's, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, we, you know, it's great sitting there and thinking and imagining and visioning, but actually without taking some action, then you never receive them. You've got to mm -hmm. keep moving, haven't you? Absolutely. Um, and you've, uh, you know, today you've you've got a very close family. Um, I had the privilege of seeing some of you sing together recently. You know what an amazing, you know, amazing uh, team you are, and you know, I wonder, a talented team. And I wonder how how you've managed to sort of keep you know moving forward when you've got you've got a family to take care of because you've got a few. You know, have you got three children or? I've got two boys. Two, sorry. Two, two boys. boys. Um, yes, and and I. I, I stayed at home for the first six years of their life, um, mainly because my parents uh, by then retired and returned to Jamaica. And my husband's parents lived 100 miles away from us. Uh, so there wasn't really a lot of babysitting options, <laughs> apart from having the people. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, so I, I, I wanted to look after them myself. I wanted them. It may, it may sound strange. It may sound a bit, a bit cocky, but I really wanted them to reflect who we were. Um, I didn't want to to give them to somebody else. Uh, and at uh, before I went into before I I started had the children, I used to work in the textile industry and as a technical designer. And I did that for, for, for a number of years, about eight years. And six years into looking after my children, somebody contacted me and they basically needed the skill that I had. And they said, well, you know, if you're looking for a job, I, I've got two you can choose from here. And I went to see them just, just to have a meeting, really, um, but came out having the offer of a job, quite a good one. And I came home and I said to my husband, you know, I have a dilemma. I have these two children and now they were in school. They were both in school. But I said, I really don't want somebody else picking them up and having 
you know, the great kind of chatting, you know, when your children come out of school and they're chatting, you know, through what's happened in the day. Mm. So I really don't want anybody else to experience that. Uh, I said, I want us to experience that. And I don't want to leave them with anything, anybody else. And my husband, who worked at a printer's at the time, felt exactly the same. And I said, look, if you'll pick them up um, and you'll take them to school, then I'll, I'm happy to go to go full time. And he 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 believed just as strongly about about the children as I did. And he went back to his printing firm and he basically said, you have me now between nine and three. Um, you won't have me. You'll only have me during term time. And if my children are sick, you won't see me. And they said, yes. Great. So he went down to that th those hours and I went full time. So we've always looked after the children ourselves. We've always been there. And how many how many sons do you know have their father spending that much time with them? Uh, it's actually quite a privilege because it's usually the father that works full time. Um, and I think for the boys that that was a, a really great start for them. Um, and then when uh, I moved, just kind of through jobs and and as when the boys got to kind of teenage years, I then thought, you know, they really need me back. Um, I could see them changing and, and, and it's a difficult time for any child going through their teenage years. And I just thought, I really need to change something. And I'd, I'd always wanted to start my own business. And I thought, well, this is the time. This is the time to do it so that I can be in their lives as much as I need to be in their lives and be around when they need me. And that's exactly what I did. I started my own business when they were in their teens. And, you know, I can honestly say that both the boys now look back and they can see and say that we were there for them. Uh, and we are very, very close. Yes, you're right. We are very close. Yes, I, ch I changed my life when my children were or be being born, really, because so I, I knew I was, I was away so much that I was not going to spend the quality time with them. So the last 10 years, they, I've been very lucky to, you know, to generally be around for my children yes. more probably most most dads working from working from home it was an inspiration to do that and you know I'm certainly very grateful because the time goes so quick doesn't it you know? it does it does and it's very precious Chris you know it, it's it thrills my heart to say you've done that because it, it's it's very precious this time it, it, it is um yeah I've got a little one who's turning seven tomorrow and he is so excited when I took him to school this morning he got yes. sweetly about to his friends and it was not you know nice to see his little face this morning and oh that's wonderful <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> it really is so tell, tell us a bit about you know this this concept of you know keep stepping and you know what that means to you how you define it and, mm -hmm. and why people benefit from it so much Yes. Well, I, I, I think, like I said before, that I, I think that the keep stepping is born out of my own experience of, of knowing, of, of, of going through tough times and, and being able to kind of keep, keep going and keep, keep moving and keep taking action. And I, I, I've, if I, I have just, <laughs> I've experienced some, some very, very difficult things, you know, I've had kind of uh, major surgery twice you know I've, I've experienced some really really tough tough things my own father was murdered for instance oh, you know, very very tough things but I've been able to to come out of it um and I I, I still you know I love my life and I, I I I still I think operating with joy and having joy in your life and having a sense of lightness you know in through the challenges that we face is really crucial for us um, as people and keep stepping 
is helping a lot of people just put some momentum into the journey of life and momentum into the their their personal situation um and help you know if you can take action that's when you start to achieve things um and we must keep moving in it to enable ourselves to do that so it's to, it's designed around the steps that you take the daily steps and and knowing that you know a small step can can mean something quite big at the end of it it doesn't have to be a great leap all the time and the steps we take define us they really do and they have an impact on everything that we do uh, and that's really uh, what i'm wanting to 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 help people to realize is that life isn't it's not just about the big things that we achieve the little steps that we take each day make up the whole and that is the person we become so it it really is important you know the person that you're your wonderful boys see every single day they see the small things that you do they see the steps you take on a daily basis they're not just looking at the great leaps that dad makes when he you know he comes home and he's kind of closed that deal when he comes home after business they see you day to day and that's what they take away with them and it's the same in business your boss sees you every day the people you lead see you every day uh, and that's what they you know that's the image that uh, that that they have of you and that's really important I guess the the, you know, the interesting thing I've found recently, I, as, as you know, I, I think you know, I spent eight days in Kenya in mm-hmm. September, and I'm starting to go you know away a bit more. But the thing I've I've learned with that, with today's technology, with things like FaceTime, you can be there and present each day in in, in their lives. And yes. if you if you think about that, the experience that they have while you're away, you can still you know engineer uh, situations such that they're reminded of you you're connecting with you and when you get back together again you appreciate each other even more mm-hmm. um, so an, an idea that I, I think I, I was mowing my lawn I knew I was going away for eight days um, my wife had not been well and, and in hospital for, for a couple of weeks actually over the summer and so it was a quite a strange time for me to go away in some respects but I I decided you know how could I get them to remember me and know that I was thinking about them so I mowed a giant heart in the bottom lawn of the lawn and uh <laughs> You know, so I was away, but they still remembered me. They spent a week playing football inside the heart. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> but there's things you can do, isn't there? That to, yes. You know, we, but so it's not, we're not talking here about just staying at home, are we, for our kids? No, no, not at all. Not at all. There, there are things you can do, and they don't have to be big things either. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to uh, to commercial break now. And after the commercial break, we're going to talk about some of the, the key headline principles of Keep Stepping. So uh, do join us again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. 
What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with uh, Joy, Joy Marsden, and we're talking about keep stepping. And before the break, we found out a little bit about Joy and you know, about you know, some of the challenges that she'd had. The you know the challenges growing up, and uh, and, and how close she is with her family, and you know how she's you know been moving forward uh, in that in the situations that she's found herself in. And I'm really um, you know interested, Joy. I know there are some principles that sit sit behind. Uh, key step keep stepping and i wonder if you maybe just want to you know share just big picture what those headline principles are then we can maybe come back and talk about them each Mm -hmm. in a little bit more detail yes the um there there are the book is is broken down into three specific areas and the first one is self-management uh the second one is self-leadership and the third one is self-mastering so if we take self-management really looks at your personal stability um, and developing a good foundation to to build on really Um, and it it looks at the current behaviors that you have and the current actions that you're taking and and helps you to kind of um, assess whether you've got a good starting point to to build on in terms of your character and and also in the, the way in which you work with other people uh, the, then we moving on to self-leadership. That basically just expands on your experiences and looks at the way that you you stretch yourself, the way that you uh, um, stretch the boundaries, the skills that you have, the way you position yourself, and ha- and your understanding of, of situations that you're in, and and knowing that you're going to get challenged as well. Uh, and that all moves to self-mastery and I think as you move across the sections the skills get softer and softer so the the self-mastery is more about you know the values that you hold and and those very very soft skills of you know the attitude that you have and being thankful and and service and how you view that and how you serve other people Um, and and ultimately what will your testimony be when you when you leave you know, leave the earth, what will it be? Uh, what will people remember you for? And how will they remember you? So those are the, the kind of three basic areas that I teach to, to help people to kind of lead themselves better and also to, to, to lead themselves during times of real stress and during times of challenge. So we, so we use, we use self-management and, and leading to... To help us overcome those those obstacles, and the, the third part is really about you know what we want to be in the world, legacy that we want to leave, where we're we heading, uh, yes. and 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 you know just you know, like you've done with your speaking, just keep improving those those skills and moving forward. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Can we talk about let's talk about self management then, and and just get you know get clear as well between the distinction of that and self leading. So, yeah. you know, what do we need to really know about self management? What do we really need to to look into and potentially address? Well, the the first the first stage um, I I, I um, talk about the idea of identifying things that are really helping you and moving you on and identifying things that um, are a real barrier to you being able to move forward. Uh, and the idea behind this is that you shred. And, and you, you know, I know, Chris, that, that if, you, if you shred something in a shredding machine, it is deleted, it's gone, it's gone forever, which is what, what we do with our most important documents, don't we, that we don't want anybody else to have. We shred them. So it's not just like throwing something away. You, know, you, can, you can retrieve something that you put in the bin, but if you shred it, you absolutely can't. And, you know, if you if you really want something in life, um, I meet a lot of people who, who are kind of going through life, they do have a desire, but it's kind of, it's, it's like not enough. Um, and they kind of meander through life. But if you're really serious and you believe you've got something that you want to share with the world that is going to make a difference and that you have a skill and everybody does, then you've got to be prepared to be really ruthless in your in your journey towards it. And when I say ruthless, I mean ruthless with yourself. It's kind of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, to do what it takes and I'm willing to step up and do this. And part of that is shredding and having a willingness to get rid of those things that simply are not serving you and are not serving the people that, that you, you, you live with uh, and work with. Uh, and part of that is being able to tune into to where, you, where you are. And you know, um, have you been in that situation, Chris, when you, you walk into a room and you can just sense, you know, something's not quite right. You can just, you can just sense it. Regularly. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's part of tuning in. What, what you've done is you've tuned into that situation. You've got, oh, hang on a minute, there's something not quite right here. And because you've tuned in, you've, you've, you, the, the actions that, you, that then follow will be more applicable to the, to the situation that's there. But if you haven't tuned in, then your actions won't be right. So it's learning to 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 understand the situations that you're in, um, which enables you to engage with other people and see things as they really are. Uh, so that that that's really kind of the essence of self management. And if you can do that, as you lead yourself and you in. in and start to lead other people. I, I work with a lot of a lot of managers, a lot of people leading other people. And the, the, the difficulty comes when you're trying to lead other people when you haven't first led yourself. Mm. And mm. if you can't manage yourself or lead yourself, uh, it's really, really difficult to lead other people. So, so, you know, the starting point always has to be you. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that's something that can be very missing in the development of employees and leaders, isn't it? That mm-hmm. really taking that time with them to help them reflect back and see things as they, they really are. Yes. Um, and, and, and some people are very open to that, though, and some people are very close to it, aren't they? Um, yes. You know, if, you, 
you know, have you have you, do you have um, you know techniques in terms of to open people up who are maybe very resistant? Yeah, I mean, some people, you're right, Chris, have have more self awareness than others. And I think just working closely with people and giving them time to think through and really keep, step, keep stepping as a model that allows people the thinking space to, go, to say, right, OK, I need to just pause now and think. And, and that is a big problem if we don't take that time to do that. Um, and it's only in the thinking and kind of meditating and thinking, right, OK, I need to just look at the situation so I can see it clearly so I know what action to take when I start to move again. Yes. yes. And that, that is the key, really. So keep stepping isn't just like, you know, just keep moving, just keep taking steps, just keep stepping out, keep going. You do have to take time to look at what you're doing. And, and that's where, when I'm working with people, the kind of act of shredding is we do take time to look at what, what we do need to lay down and what we absolutely need to take forward. Um, what we're doing right, what we're doing well, and, and how to, to, to tune into situations as well. So, so taking time is the most effective way to think. And, and really the problem with being busy, as most people are, is we just don't take time to think. And sometimes that thinking you know, feels like hard work to people, doesn't it? It's yeah. uh, sit down and it, it's... Uh, and, but and actually, it is, it is quite hard work, work to to think and not just keep acting, um, and to take that time to really, you know, sensibly, logically, or creatively think it through. Um, yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, a couple of um, great, you know, great sort of solutions to to that, which um, you know, some of my guests on my show have uh, have talked with me about, are things like um, free writing, uh, you know, just going opening up a document and just writing and seeing what comes out and reviewing and kind of holding a diary and about other people who've said you know draw pictures yes uh, and you know try and put things into that perspective and it's more you know it's a less linear way of actually actually doing it um, yeah yes I, I agree and I, and I think as well what I'm what I'm finding is that I tend to work with people in in groups group sessions and what I'm finding is that the strength of the group enables that that thinking process um to to work more effectively yes because people start to hear things that they're struggling with and they they realize they're not on their own absolutely and and it becomes a sharing forum obviously a sharing forum forum that is very trusted but but it becomes a forum where they actually start to help each other and support each other and that's really really it's 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 fundamental it really is important that you have a support mechanism as well for me i'm very fortunate in that my husband john is a great source of support for me so he is somebody that i can think with he knows me probably better than i know myself uh, we've been married now we're in our 20 well, it'll be 27 years this year wow. and he he's he's he knows me he just he just knows me he knows when i struggle before i even struggle <laughs> Um, but I can talk through things and he's a, a really good sounding board because we're very, very different. Um, and he'll, he'll, he'll either agree or disagree, but a very good sounding board to say, well, actually, have you thought of this? Um, and it doesn't always have to be somebody that really, really knows you. I, I've worked, you know, I work in mastermind groups as I'm sure you do as well, Chris. 
uh, with, with a group of people who are similar to myself. We share our challenges, we share our successes, we share our dreams and where we want to be. And, and somehow out of that, there comes a freshness and you start to see things differently because you're, you're thinking together. It, it, it's quite a powerful exercise. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, that shredding of, you know, behaviours and doing things, do, is, is that, does that come as part of that process then with being in a yes. group? Yes, it does. Um, and, and, and I think you have to, the different stages of shredding, you really have to identify, um, you think through and you have to identify what needs to be shredded. And, and that is not, not always an easy thing. Sometimes people go, oh, yeah, I know what it is. But you, you first have to identify it. But identifying it is not enough. You then need to admit that that is what you need to do. Because um, some people, they say, oh, yeah, I know that. And then they carry on. <laughs> you mm. really do need to admit to yourself that that is something that you need to deal with. And only then do you start to make adjustments. And I say make adjustments and never say move on or take a big leap. Or It is a series of adjustments dependent on the size of the problem or the thing you want to shred. And it could be 10 adjustments that you need to make. It could be three adjustments, but it often, change often happens in a series of actions, in a series of adjustment, adjustments. So I say identify, admit, and then make adjustments. Excellent. So, so that's self-management. Uh, yeah, that's sort of thinking through those uh, those things that you need to that you're doing well, and those those barriers to moving forward, and and identifying those things that you need to shred. So, let's talk a bit about self leadership. Um, yes. What um what's the distinction then between management and leadership in this context? Well, the the in the self management, you're kind of looking at who who you you know sort of. The, the, your personal stability, sort of finding out, you know, what your what your sort of potential might be, and and who you are, and understanding that you are unique. The self leadership, in order to kind of really develop, this is where you start to to stretch those boundaries. Really, you uh, you, you your ability to look at things and go right. Okay, I am where I am right now. I know where I want to be. In order to be where I where I want to be, something has got to change. Something has got to either grow in me or I need to change something or leave something behind. So it's your ability to, to stretch and move closer to those boundaries that most people won't do. So, I, we, you know, most people, we are, we are human beings. We like being comfortable. But those that are willing to stretch the boundaries are the people that start to really make the difference and understanding the kind of skills that you have and the skills that you need to develop. Very good. And um, so, <clears throat> so you're stretching the boundaries. You're looking at where you, where you want to get to and you're mm -hmm. looking about at what needs to, needs to change. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and then you're, you know, presumably starting to take action. And is this, is this process, you know, is this something that we, you know, we keep on revisiting the self-management piece and the self-leadership piece, oh. or is it, is it is it done in one one hit? No, 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 no. <laughs> this this is a lifetime process. 
this is a lifetime process. And often people refer to my book. I, I get a lot of people writing to me actually about the book. And a lot of them say, you know, I have it as something that I dip in and out of. And it was absolutely written in that way so that people could dip in and out of it and read like a small chapter and think, well, I'm going to work with that. Um, and it, you you do need to know the type of skills that you that you have that you and you need to add, have value on those those skills as well. Uh, it's no it's no point in, in knowing you can do something and not doing anything about it. And like I say, desire just isn't enough. You've got to put some a good strong arm <laughs> behind the desire and say, right, what am I willing to do? to get there so really stretching the boundaries really stretching working on the skills that you have really pushing them so that you can really position yourself uh, for a place of success yeah and, and it, it's through that sort of stretching process isn't it that you can you, you take as you said small steps mm-hmm. that stretching process that you can take on board you know bigger bigger opportunities by pushing yourself out of your your comfort zone so you know you 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 go out and you speak now on big stages but at one one point in time that would have been pretty scary um but you've now you're now comfortable with that probably for Richard Branson he'd be comfortable with setting up very easily a new a new business with a thousand people um that would be very much in his comfort zone but because he's kept stretching absolutely and pushing the pushing the boundaries um, so that's a, this is a process that we work on um, uh, during a lifetime, and I think it is as you say, keep, you know, keep reviewing because I guess you know what what happens that you will identify different you know different challenges I guess in your own makeup as the the scale of things increase. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, and, and you know if whenever we decide we're going to do something that's that's different or we want to get to a higher level or we, perhaps we want a promotion or perhaps we want to get into a different department or perhaps work in a different industry or perhaps we want to just get, you know, get married or, you know, you want to do something different. If you, if, if you're going to move, you're going to at some point face a new challenge or at some point, you know, um, face some kind of stress and any high performer in business will have to work under stress. And if you, if you know, um, who you are and you have some kind of personal stability and can lead yourself well, you're going to be able to do it in those times that are really, really hard. Great. Great. We're going to get to commercial break now. After the break, we're going to focus in on, you know, standing out and mastery. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. So do join us. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? 
Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Joy Marsden. We're talking about keep stepping in the midst of challenge and change. And and before the break, we talked about uh, step up, which is self-management um stepping up with yourself understanding your own um things you do well and your limitations and those things that you need to shred we then talked about um stepping out um really stepping out into the world and self-leadership and stretching the boundaries getting clear about where we want to be and uh, where we're going to go we also established that this isn't um, a quick fix this is a a lifetime um process uh, to make this kind of you know conscious um uh, uh, move and uh, and, and um, momentum and uh, we talked a little bit about um example there joy gets lots of messages about her book which people use stepping out to to help them do that so let's now talk about standing out and uh, self-mastery um so joy talk about standing standing out and uh, you know how do people what does it mean and how do people go about doing it yeah thank you well well a lot of people think when I talk about standing out that I think, okay, you know, look at me, I'm standing out from the crowd, isn't that wonderful? Um, but the, the skills um, that I, I, I talk about here are, are very, very, very soft indeed. It's very, very soft skill um, that, that people don't think about kind of straight away. So I'm, I'm talking about areas of service, the way that you, you serve someone. Um, and I have a saying, you know, the way that you um, see someone affects the way that you serve them, and the way you serve someone affects the way they see you. Uh, and and it really is. Leadership can be as simple as that. Uh, and I think in organisations, if you if you don't, the way you see people will determine how how you how you work with them, how you interact with them, how you you know whether you believe in them or not. And and it's a very a very um, what's the word it's a very it's a tiny tiny thing but it has a massive impact and you know a lot of people in today's society feel they're not they're not um, um, they're not light they're not noticed and they, this is where things start to go wrong in organizations so the way you see someone the way you serve someone is very very important indeed and I talk about being thankful and having an attitude of thanks. And, and one, of the, the, one of the big areas is simply being nice. Um, Chris, have you ever met anybody who's not nice? Well, that would be, that would be a um, you know, perception that I'm making about them, the way that I see, see them. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, seen, yeah. seen elements of their behaviour that I've not admired. Yes. Uh, and the thing is, you know, 
there are if I can do things that cause people to think that I'm not nice in, in the same that anybody can um, and yes we do see people in a certain light but it is my responsibility my responsibility every single time to want to to be shown and to be seen in in the right sense and in the right light not that I'm trying to influence you in that way but that I'm trying to serve you in the right way and I think service is so much more powerful than influence mm. Mm. Makes, a, makes a lot of sense that I one of the, the sort of principles, I think it came from studying NLP years ago, which I, I found very helpful, is with with people, is to realise that people are always more than their behaviour. Yes. There's always more to them because you can you can label somebody as not nice or yeah. you can label somebody that you, you don't like them or um, you, you can make and, – and actually what you do is you, you, you make that judgment as being – representative of the entire character of that individual yes but there's often stuff going on isn't there under the scenes that you don't that's know about you're not aware about aware of that's impacting that behavior they may be extremely nice people and and you know very kind and appropriate in you know many dimensions it's just that at that point in time you're just seeing one of them uh, absolutely uh, and i always um I, I i don't do as much now but i used to do quite a lot of work working with um teenagers and working with whole year groups I tend to work more with the staff now but but walking into a group uh, you know a, a kind of room full of 200 250 students who are who are I don't know 14 15 16 years old I mean who is it's very difficult to get the measure of them in that room and you you know you might see things and you might think I have no idea where you are right now I have no idea what you've experienced before you came to school. I have no idea whether you've even eaten a meal before you come to school. I have no idea about your life. And it would be very pretentious, it would be uh, awful of me to assume that I understand their life, which is why when I'm speaking, I speak about my experiences um, and the things that I've gone through in, in the hope that people will um, be able to see themselves in some of those situations, which they often can. But I'm not pointing a finger and saying, you need to, because I don't understand their life. And every life is precious. But, but I do look at them and just think, you know, one thing I do know about you, without even knowing you, is that you do have potential. And everybody has a potential in them. And what I want to do is make sure that they can see that potential for what it really is. Mm. Yeah, for anybody who's not not done that, I did. I did once go to I'd be involved with an event which Joy was part of as well. With probably probably a maybe 120 children in the room, um, with a sort of 15, 16 year olds at a school in Birmingham, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd never been with really with that sort of group since I was actually at, at college myself, and. Um, Probably older ones, usually sort of university level and that sort of thing. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's something I recommend anyone doing because it really it puts you out of your comfort zone, doesn't it? It's uh, it linking in with a with a group that's uh, age wise very different to yourself, with with different different perceptions and different dynamics going on with the kids. It's it, it's challenging but very rewarding to see the you know the change. 
Yeah, yes, it is. And an understanding as well that, you know, whether you're a teenager or whether you're an adult, you are going through your own measure of challenges. You're certainly going through your own measure of, uh, of stress levels and, and most definitely anxiety levels. And it doesn't, you know, at any age, you're going to experience that. I mean, life happens. It, it really does. And, and the measure of the person is really, you know, the person that we want them to become is a person that can stand firm in the midst of all those challenges and stand firm in the midst of that change. And the keep stepping I've developed to help people to be able to do just that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's much more, you know, it's very, very worthy work to be doing that sort of thing because, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, we have we have a problem with um, you know suicides, people getting into in, into drugs, people never not realizing their potential till late mm-hmm. on in their life when it's maybe too late. And mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, this is when we're you know a world full of people with um, you know with poten- with so much potential. And I really mm-hmm. felt that when I was in Africa and you know in a the biggest slum in Africa, which is seeing so many children with with so much potential that many of much of it which will never get fully realized yeah yeah, doing this kind of work i think is really important um so that's you know standing out then is not just about being being it's not about being necessarily being centered of attention but it's about standing out for your your, the way you serve others and yes and how you come across in each moment Mm -hmm. yes And, and also you know standing out for you know the values that you hold dear and, and the beliefs that you hold dear as well. And, and I, I, you know, I have a, you know me, Chris, I have a faith. Uh, um, and, and I, you know, I believe in God and I, I, I believe in the Bible. And, and I, that's what I meditate on every single morning. And, and that faith holds me dear. I mean, and I, you know, I do things like I pray. And basically I, I pray because I don't believe I have the, the answer to all the questions <laughs> that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I it kind of keeps, I make decisions based on the values and the beliefs that I have. So you really need to know what those are so that you can make decisions accordingly. Yeah, because it's not, there's quite a lot that goes on um, subconsciously, isn't there? Almost automatically with people based on past experiences and never actually really hits the conscious level till it's too late. Yeah, and I, you know, I honestly do believe that we're made up of, you know, we have the physical part of us, the mental part of us, and the spiritual part of us, and we need to take care of all three, um, you know, to the, you know, so we're that complete human being who is who is able to kind of, um, you know, kind of understand who they are and really be grounded in. This is where I'm going. This is what I believe, and I'm gonna. I've got to make a decision. Does it? Does it ring well with those things? And if it doesn't, there's something wrong. Further down the line, it will catch you out if it hasn't caught you out already. But understanding that about yourself helps you to freely make decisions and go, right, that's for me, this isn't. Yeah. So this, this, um, you know, the young girl, Joy, who looked after her family um, Mm. and, uh, you know, had to sort of step up and play almost a parental role at a young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, has some real challenges. You mentioned very briefly about your, you know, your father and um, about um, having had major surgery and those those sorts of things. And you know, you you've moved on. You've um, looked after a family. You've managed a sort of a, a corporate career, and you've gone and 
you know, stepped up from there to, you know, be standing on big stages around the world speaking uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, really standing out and, and shining. And I kind of wonder, you know, in making that transition in your life to getting up on that stage, what did you have to overcome? Um, to yeah, I think I, you know, overcoming the, my thinking was probably the, the biggest thing that I've had to overcome. And, you know, Chris, being honest with you, I, I still have to overcome things each day. Um, if you ask me, am I nervous going onto a stage? You know, am I nervous before a speech? Yes, absolutely. Um, every single time. Why? (laughs) Because I really care about what I do and I want it to to hit home and I want it to reach into the hearts of the people that I'm speaking to. If I mean, if I don't, then why am I there? Because this is precious time, not just for me, but more so for them. Uh, So, you know, am I, I one of the things I've had to overcome is is my thinking about myself the fact that I can do this, not to think, you know, bigger than myself is, oh, I don't need, I don't need people, you know, do I think I've arrived? No. Do I think, you know, I've done all that I can do? Absolutely not. Do I think I, I, I've, I've, I've done as much as I can with my speaking career and with my business? Absolutely not. In fact, it's the opposite. I feel as if I'm just beginning, even though I appear to have achieved quite a lot. And I think it's because I'm aware that there is so much more to do, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and I think that's a, a healthy, a healthy way um, to to be thinking for me right now. But yeah, thinking is well, probably my biggest thing that I've had to overcome. How I see myself, you know, I'm either the small girl that's, you know, was in the room kind of looking after everybody else, and and I think in a sense, part of me still is. And you know what? I think that's part of my success is that I, I recognise who I am and I know where I've come from and I'm grateful and thankful for that. Wonderful. Well, we've just got about a minute before I need to really wrap up and I just wonder if you've got any final message or messages that you'd like to leave us with today? Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're, you're feeling stuck, I, you know, my message to you was, you know, you need a map. Your, your motivation plus your ability will always equal your potential. There is no point in having motivation um, if you've got no ability. But everybody has a, a level of ability and that ability can be learnt. But without the motivation behind it, you cannot achieve your full potential. So I would say step up into all that you can be. Step out so that you can push the boundaries and really achieve and stand out for what you really believe and keep stepping. Joy, that was a awesome interview, I thought. I was really, you summarised it beautifully there, so I'm not even going to try and uh, and summarise um, what, you've, what you've shared today. But I think, you know, hugely inspirational story with yourself, some great um, examples and some great principles there, which I think, you know, I, I hope beginning of the, this year or anybody who's listening to this anytime helps them to, to really um, uh, step up and step out and, and and stand out and make a difference. You listen to this for some reason. So um, you know, I'm sure that that um, motivation is there to um, really better yourself and better the circumstances while you're serving others. So thanks again, Joy. It's been an absolute privilege. Um, 
For more information on Joy at Marsden, go to joymarsden.com. That's joy and then M-A-R-S-D-E-N.com. Uh, do go out and uh, do buy Keep Stepping because that will be a great uh, summary and uh, workbook for principals here. And um, Joy, I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Very welcome. And uh, on next week's show, we have uh, we're going to talk about uh, about high trust selling. You know, selling uh, can be you know, for some people quite challenging, but it's a really necessary to be able to develop and grow a business and and, and bring people into it and, and add more value to more people. And um, you know, doing it in a high trust way, I think is um, you know is great for people's authenticity and can lead to really um, tremendous business growth. So we're going to talk to Nikki Bonfonte next week about doing that. In the meantime, I wish you a wonderful week. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.